the first chapter of my next great love story. Not tonight, Frank. Now she has a hit show in her 30s with How I Met Your Father. Sophie McGuire. I feel like it's gonna come back around. I'm calling this the finale episode. How dare you? Hey Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hillary Duff. And right now, I am so excited to talk How I Met Your Father with Avery Harris from Hillary News. Avery, welcome back to Duff Enough. Thank you so much for having me. What, this is our fourth time, I think? Yes, you're like in a league of your own. I mean, I've had a few people, a couple of people on two or three times, but you are now in your own league with a fourth time being my guest. So yeah, the Four Timers Club. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. Of course. And you know, for people who are seeing the title of this episode, I told you earlier today, I'm calling this the finale of Duff Enough for now, because I feel like I, I did what I wanted to accomplish with this podcast, which was really go back and revisit all of Hillary's work. And then for me, How I Met Your Father feels like a great place to end. So it just feels like a great send-off. We'll see. Of course, I would come back if something happened with music or if something happened with Lizzie McGuire. Of course, how could I not? Um, And I'll say some final words at the end that I'll record later. But excited and honored to have you back as the last guest, potentially, on Duff Enough. And Hillary News, I mean, oh my goodness, you guys are all on Instagram now, which... I missed Hillary News for a minute there, and I'm so glad you guys are back. Yeah, we got suspended suspended on Twitter. So we just moved everything to Instagram. So like I told the other guys, 10 years is a good run. Everything happens for a reason. And we started our new chapter on Instagram with this new show. So if you miss us on Twitter, just go to Instagram, search Hillary News, follow us there. Yes, and Hillary has followed you guys, so congrats. It's like you said, new chapter. And speaking of the new chapter, that is what we are talking about today. We are talking about How I Met Your Father, season one. We're recording this a week after the finale, the season finale. And it's so weird not to have a new episode this week because the episodes came out weekly and it's been something I've looked forward to every Tuesday slash Monday night at midnight. And yeah, okay, can we just talk about, first of all, the fact that Hillary is on another hit show. I mean, her third hit TV show in her career. And you texted me and you said 2022 is like the best year for Hillary fans since 2015. And I think you're correct. It's so weird to think about. Hillary has been part of our lives for easily 20 years at this point, right? Yeah. She's had a hit show in her teen years, Lizzie McGuire. She's had a hit show in her 20s with Younger. Now she has a hit show in her 30s with How I Met Your Father. I got goosebumps just now with you saying that. I'm so proud of her. And I wasn't sure what the reception for this show was going to be like. Obviously, it was it's a franchise. And I'm glad she got a franchise, first of all. But I, I didn't know what the reaction was going to be. And at first, the reviews were not that great. But I think people have really fallen in love with this show and have found it to be a go-to comfort show. I think there is still an audience out there for this multicam sitcom. I don't necessarily think that that's my favorite genre. For whatever reason, people love that. They love that style, and they have fallen in love. They've fallen in love with these characters. Right. Those charts that we've seen of the show ranking in the top 10 each week of being the most viewed original show on streaming, it's really, it's a big hit. And hello, picked up for a season two, Double the order. It's coming back for 20 more episodes in the second season. That is unheard of now. Unheard of. I think this show is going to be one of those shows, kind of like I'm not comparing it to Parks and Recreation. So let me just say that before I say my statement. The first season of the show, the critical acclaim to Parks and Recreation was not that good. Then it picked up as the show progressed. I think How I Met Your Father is going to be the same way. You know, season one, critically, didn't really do that good at all, if we're going to be completely honest about it. Mm-hmm. In, like, the YouTube videos where critics, you know, started off with the show, they had to go back and, you know, do updated videos and say, wait a minute, maybe we didn't give this show a fair shot. 
the last two episodes of this show were so, of season one, were so masterful in the way that they told the story that the writers really punch up the writing. Season two is going to be something really special. And I hope now my goal or my hope for the show is now that all 10 episodes are out, I hope people take time to discover the show for itself. And season two comes back and is even, even bigger in numbers than season one started off. Because, I mean, the show is very, very good and has improved with each and every episode. For me, the episodes were kind of hit and miss. But yeah, the last three episodes, I was really like, okay, we are doing this. Like, I see what story they're crafting here. I see where they're going with this whole, like, who is the father and sort of the twists and turns that it's going to take. So I'm excited to see where the show goes. And it won me over by the end for sure. It is interesting to me how Hillary was on Younger for all those years. And really now that she's the lead of a show again, and also a show that I think appeals more to the generation that grew up with Lizzie McGuire. I think there were a lot of millennials who watched Younger, but it might have skewed a little older, I feel like. And, and also Younger was kind of like a hidden gem. When people found it, they loved it. And having it on TV land did not help at all, but you know, yeah, you're correct. Younger was a hit, yes, but now Hillary is back in the spotlight, this franchise show, a sequel to a hit sitcom from the early 2000s, and she's just having a moment, and I'm so proud of her. Okay, let's talk about how we got to How I Met Your Father, because I always like to talk about the timeline, where we are in the Hillary timeline. Now, let's go back to December 2020. That is when the Lizzie reboot was canceled, and when Hillary announced that Lizzie 2.0 not happening. And there for a minute, we didn't really know what was next. We knew the last season of Younger was coming out, but we didn't know, you know, is there going to be a Kelsey spinoff? What's happening next with Hillary's career? And then there was a podcast she did with like a doctor after she'd given birth where she teased that she would be announcing her next job soon. And we didn't really know what that was. But based on interviews, we learned that Hillary got a call about this show when she was nine months pregnant. So I'm thinking March 2021. Right. Then the show was announced April 2021, going to Hulu, starring Hillary. Production began August of 2021, delayed a week because Hillary got COVID. I remember being like, of course this would happen. Team Duff can't catch a break, honestly. We can't. I know. And then it wrapped right before Thanksgiving. And then December, we got the trailer and the premiere date. And the first two episodes premiered January 18th, 2022 on Hulu. I did a quick little reaction episode of the podcast, but uh, we'll dive in a little more in this episode. Let's move on to promo, though, because we got a promo tour, despite the fact that this all started in the Omicron COVID season, we did get a great promo tour from Hillary. And honestly, one of the best ones we've gotten in a long time because she dipped out of younger promo towards the end there. The promo tour all started with The Bachelor. I mean, what a weird choice, but also it worked. It was like, here she was on The Bachelor, all of these 20-something, 30-something people watching this show and and Hillary's like in the first 15 minutes I want to say appearing and like doing a, a bit where there's kids and and then right when we get to the first commercial break we see a trailer for How I Met Your Father and people I think that got a lot of people interested and got a lot of people's attention and she was trending on Twitter how'd you feel about that move to to see her on The Bachelor <laughs> do you remember when this aired and we were like oh I do. I've never watched The Bachelor before, but I guess, you know, for Hillary, I will suffer through anything. That was very smart promo. I mean, she was trending immediately. Everybody was loving seeing her. So many people who didn't even know, you know, she was still around and acting because they didn't watch Younger were happy to see her on The Bachelor. The girls on the show were geeking out because she was on there. It was just was a brilliant promo move. Shout out to Hulu slash Disney slash ABC slash Hillary's team for really getting her back out there. The one thing I have loved about the promo tour for How I Met Your Father is everybody has been giving Hillary her flowers for being the icon that she is for 
our generation and for the girls who came under her, uh, Molly, Selena, Demi. So that's the one thing that has constantly been repeated in articles, constantly been repeated in her interviews, is that Hillary, and even by her cast, Hillary is an icon, and I know she's very humble, but it's time that people have uh, give that woman the flowers that she deserves because she's 20-plus years in the game. And some of the girls who were around when she was at her peak are nowhere to be found, and she's still here. I got chills again. Yes, that was the narrative that I'm sure her promo team really wanted to happen. And I think it happened organically. I mean, like you said, she's been around for 20 plus years. The people who are writing these articles and doing these interviews and producing these shows, they are now the people who grew up with Hillary and they have that respect there. So I think it's great. She did all the big shows. She did GMA, Kelly and Ryan, Seth Meyers, James Corden, Kelly Clarkson, that was my favorite talk show appearance was the Kelly Clarkson, I think. What about you? That's been my favorite one so far. Um, Can we just say this? Her looks, this press tour, for in-studio and for virtual have been amazing. I don't know who is styling her now, but they have her looking like the star that she is. I know. I love her look on a James Corden show. I know a lot of people didn't like the baby hairs that she had. And um, the whole J-Lo look is coming on, but I loved it. My favorite look was when she went to the How I Met Your Father pop-up experience. And she just had on, she had her hair up. She had on jeans, a tan button-down shirt, and like these heels or boots or something, and the jacket. I thought that was the best one. That was my favorite. And I love that TikTok that was everywhere. It showed red carpet video from 2003, and then it switched over to 2022, and it had the this is what dreams are made of song that's been redone Ugh. her team has really been doing a good job lately yep proud of everyone i also wanted to mention some of the magazine covers she did and the uh, articles she did a new york times article my favorite photo shoot i think was romper and she had some pictures with uh, may in those and then bustle as well she did that like boho photo shoot Loved those. Oh, we got to talk about the lie detector for Vanity Fair. That was great. I knew something from that was going to go viral. And it was the clip of her talking about her music and how she's not proud of everything and she doesn't remember most of the lyrics, which as a Hillary fan, we definitely know that's the case because she doesn't remember half of her career. Right. (laughs) And I just loved how everybody was on Twitter in the quotes saying, what is she talking about? Her music is the soundtrack to our to our teen years, we don't go to Hillary for vocals. We go to her for quality pop bops. And every time she serves us that, now whether the, the album gets promoted or not, the songs are always quality. And that means a lot to us as fans because, I mean, we've grown up with this woman and hopefully Matthew gets her back in the studio to record. So I want new dance pop music from Hillary. There was a lot of talk about music on this press tour, and I love to see it. Banks is going to get us new Hillary music. Yeah, I hope she annoys Matthew and Hillary to the point where, you know, they go in the studio and cook us up something uh, really good. Thank you, Banks. Bear, for sure. And then lastly, I was going to say that my favorite interview of this promo tour has been with the podcast for The Cut. And I just felt like that was such a great conversation. And Hillary really opened up in in ways that I'd never heard about, you know, some of the trauma that she'd gone through. And I want to hear more about that. You know, we hear a lot of stars, child stars, who talk about the trauma that they experienced. And Hillary's opened a door to talking more about what she was going through when Dignity was coming out and all this. And, oh, can we just say, like, thank you, Hillary. Like, she really gave the gay community their credit for her career in this press tour. And I I loved it. Right. Love it. Well, let's jump into How I Met Your Father now. So I'll start with the cast here. We have Hillary in her first leading TV role since Lizzie McGuire. She is now playing Sophie Tompkins. Francia Raiza as Valentina. Chris Lowell as Jesse, Tian Tran as Ellen, Suraj Sharma as Sid, Tom Ainsley as Charlie, and Kim Cattrall as Future Sophie. That's kind of our regular series cast there. And then I did want to mention a few 
reoccurring characters or important characters we have. We have Daniel Augustin as Ian, Stoney Blyden as Jasper, Josh Peck as Drew, Ashley Reyes as Hannah, Leighton Meester as Meredith, and Paget Brewster as Sophie's mom, Lori. Okay, that's the cast. I love them. There's not a single character where I'm like, eh. I love the cast. I really do. And you can really tell that they have real chemistry together. Yeah. And with Hillary, we, we've talked on this podcast about how Hillary plays characters that are just two degrees away from her last character. But Sophie, to me, is nothing like Kelsey. I never think about Kelsey when I'm watching this show. And I think... I think Kelsey was really career-driven and kind of messy. And Sophie, she's career-driven, but it's it's a different thing. And I don't know if I would even call her like a hopeless romantic, but she definitely believes in love. And she's a little bit more of that classic rom-com female lead. I agree with that. This character, I don't think this character is anything like any character we've ever seen Hillary do before. There is one episode where you texted me and said, Sophie McGuire. It was just, I think, well, we're going to get to it, so we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll go episode by episode and just kind of give our thoughts, but I want to know, before we do that, actually, your top three, and then that way, once we get to them, we'll know that that one was, you know, one of your favorites. So going, like, third place, second place, first place, how do you rank your your top three? I'm just going to do it, like, Bam, bam, bam. Okay, number three was probably episode three, The Fitzer. And my second and first, J Street, episode number nine. And then the finale was so well done that I thought I cannot not put the finale at number one. I agree with you on the finale. It's great. And episode nine, it's great. I have a different top three. So number three, my third place, I picked Dirty 30. That's episode four. Second place, I did episode nine, J Street. And then first place for me was episode eight, The Perfect Shot. Just because Hillary really got to show off her physical comedy. The finale would have been number four for me. And rounding out like a top five would have been the pilot. I thought the pilot was so charming. And we'll start with that now as we kind of go through. I should warn international listeners who are a little behind that we are talking spoilers. So so going through the 10 episodes, in the first episode, it's titled Pilot. We meet the gang. We meet Sophie after, you know, she had 87 Tinder dates. And now she's going on a date with Ian, who she thinks is the man who she's going to spend the rest of her life with. And then, you know, she meets Jesse and Sid in an Uber. She and Valentina are roommates. And Valentina has brought home Charlie from her trip to London Fashion Week. And then Ellen is Jesse's adopted sister. So, again, we meet the whole gang. I heard from several people who were asking, you know, why why did they all meet as a group? Why weren't they already friends? And my thought on that is, well, the show is called How I Met Your Father. So... We got to see that she's meeting these people, you know, these potential dads. So that's how I felt about that. Um, The episode ends with her, of course, meeting Ian, really liking him. But then he tells her that he is a marine biologist and he's going to do research in Australia. It's not going to work with a 14-hour time difference to do a long-distance relationship. It was kind of sad, but anyway, charming is really the word for me here. And it was so great to see Hillary as the lead again. I mean, it was magical. And I love the line, speaking of magic, that Valentina said when they're walking on the Brooklyn Bridge, and she's like, this city is magic, and so am I. Ah, I loved that. That was so good. And the technology they used to film that scene, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I did write down that there is a connection at the end of the show to How I Met Your Mother, and it is the apartment that Sid and Jesse live in. So they live in... Ted and whatever Jason Siegel's character was, I can't remember. Um, they live in their apartment. And at the end of the episode, older Sophie, played by Kim Cattrall, who is narrating this, she says, that's the night I met your father. And then we see the four men. So Ian, Jesse, Charlie, and Sid. Um, I didn't even ask, Are you? did you have any connection to How I Met Your Mother? Like, Did you watch that show at all? I watched a few episodes, but nothing to... I'm such a fan. No, it really did. I mean, it's not a show that I would ever go back and like completely rewatch because it's just so much, t- you know, too time consuming. Yeah, I I didn't watch it back in the day. I tried to watch a few episodes to get 
familiar with it, so I might, you know, catch on to those uh, references that they were going to do. And I recognized the apartment there for sure with the swords on the wall and all that. That was a nice little nod to the original show, but also setting up the idea that this is its own thing. I think they did that very well. Episode two is called FOMO, and the gang goes to a club called Club FOMO, I believe. And there's like no photos allowed. There's a sensory overload thing going on where you go to like the candle room and the hula hoop room and the kids candy room. Anyway, it was fun, I guess. This episode was pretty fun for me. I think the best part of it was hearing Hillary sing Drops of Jupiter. That's that's Sophie's comfort song. Yes, that was that was cute. Like the writers knew we wanted to hear a little bit of Hillary singing and we got it. I think possibly my favorite line of the whole series is in this episode. And it's where Valentina and Sophie are working out in the living room to a Jane Fonda exercise video. And Sophie is debating on whether to go to this club or whether to stay in. And Valentina is like, you think Queen Jane stays in on a Saturday night? No, she's out on the town crushing dick. And I died. The the way Francia does Valentina is so, she's just a star. And, you know, she's another one we've seen, you know, grow up over the years and grown up with her. And she just crushes it in this role as Valentina on the show. She does. She does. And the delivery of that line was great. And I love her and Hillary together. I also noted that in this episode, Sophie wears the Jordan 23 jersey and the plaid button down that we see in so much of the the promotional photos that they did. And then also the the theme music at the beginning. You see her in that outfit. Um, by the way, love the little theme song that they, they did with Lynn and Stella. Ba, 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 ba. Push you in that feel good mode. Mm-hmm. And while we're talking about outfits, how did you feel about the styling on this show? It was interesting for me. A lot of plaid. And we found out that the stylist who was working on the Lizzie reboot, Hillary brought him back to do this. And I don't have his name. It's realistic. But... Like on Younger, yeah. Kelsey was homeless, but Cyrus, you know, high fashion couture, rather right on here. Everything looks very affordable. And even in some cases, you see Hillary or Sophie reusing outfits. So it's very realistic in that aspect. Because Hillary said in an interview, I can't remember which one, they're going to be reusing outfits from season one and, and other seasons because they don't have any money. And she's a struggling photographer who cannot land a gig. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire made it okay to be an outfit repeater, so... It's fine. We got another great look in this episode, too, which is when she goes to the club and she has the space buns. And that outfit was totally a Lizzie look. So many people on Twitter were like, we're not doing the Lizzie McGuire reboot, but I saved the costumes or something. And it all makes sense now that we know, you know, her uh, stylist from the show is now doing her doing everything on this show for her. Yep. The only line that was kind of cringe for me in this one was when the guy, the security guard is like, no photos at Club FOMO. No, no, you got to go, yo. And all that. I was like, no, that didn't do it for me. That was not the best. Yeah, they could have changed that line. Episode three is called The Fixer. And this is one of your favorites. Sophie is trying to fix up Jesse for dating. She's taking photos for his Tinder profile. And she also meets his vice principal. So Jesse is like a substitute music teacher at a school. And his vice principal, Drew, is played by Josh Peck. That was so like heartwarming to see Hillary and Josh sing them together. Even though I personally don't think that their characters had romantic, sensual, sexual chemistry as much for me. But there was still something really special about that. But why did you love this episode so much? I just saw Hillary really shine in the scene where she was taking pictures of uh, Jesse outside the school and she had the cute little moment with the kid. And it was just, a re- she just shines throughout this whole episode. She was shining in the first two, but I'm like, okay, I see now why she got this role. I see now why they trusted her to carry this show. And I see where this show is going. And I'm now really invested in the character's journey and where they go with Sophie. Yeah. I think the moment that I became really invested was at the end of this episode 
when she calls Drew and we find out that Drew, so Josh Peck, was at the bar that night in the first episode. And so now he's potentially the father. I know we're going to get to it, but God, I hope not. Okay. (laughs) What else? Oh, yeah. We got to talk about the photographer Sophie thing. I put photographer Sophie question mark because they never sold me hard on the fact that Sophie is a photographer. That's one thing that I have to say from a critical standpoint they could have done better was Sophie's career. And I know that she's like a struggling photographer and artist, but I never really got that, okay, this is her passion and this is what she does. And I don't know, that seemed to kind of be pushed aside. That was one thing for me that could have been better. We did get a couple of moments in episode three and I think four where they did a wink about Hillary and Josh being child stars because he says, Drew is like, have we met before? You look familiar. Uh, And then she's like, no, I don't think so. But I was like, ah, I know you have. And they even did a movie together, which Hillary, of course, didn't remember. And Josh Peck talked about that on the podcast. I died. Hillary does not remember working with Josh Peck on a movie what what was that movie shot? Canada? I don't even know. What was that movie called? How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. It, it's called What Goes Up. What Goes Up. Yeah. Everybody sent him hate <laughs> mail. He does. He's not a real Hillary. No, I'm just playing. I almost said stay cool, but that wasn't it. No, no, no. Um, But <laughs> it's very on brand that Hillary does not remember shooting a whole movie with this man. And they had scenes together, which is the funny part. So, you know, hmm. One of my favorite moments with Sophie happened in this episode. And so I think we saw with Charlie, Charlie got approached by this weird guy on the subway who like tried to stick his finger in Charlie's mouth. And he comes up to Sophie later while she's on the subway. And she's like, not tonight, Frank. And the timing, the delivery, everything, everything. I love this show because they have Hillary do some stuff that you never thought Hillary would be doing. Like, it's very physical, but also the writing. The way they just punch up the writing, it's like, okay, this is my kind of show. This was also the episode where we got that line in the trailer about, today is the first chapter of my next great love story. And I know this is one of your favorite episodes, but that moment of Sophie and Jesse on the subway together, they really had a heart to heart. And then we even found out about her mom. We got a little more info and and heard from Sophie that, you know, the episode's called The Fixer. And she talks about how she's always been fixing people and fixing her mom. Um, So I loved that. All right. That's episode three. Episode four, Dirty 30, and Dirty with multiple R's because we are referring to Christina Aguilera's song, Dirty. This is Sophie's 30th birthday party, which at first the party is going to be Christina Aguilera themed, and then it changes because as she is going out with Drew, she's finding out that he is more mature than she is, and she really wants to impress him by having a more mature party. And for me, this episode was such a classic sitcom. You know, we have a problem, which is the party. We have to pivot and do something else. How is this going to go wrong? And how are we going to solve the situation? That, to me, was classic sitcom. And I love that. This was a perfectly written episode, probably in my top five. And there's another line in this one that was a wink or a nod where I was talking about with Hillary and Josh because when he notices that some of the people still show up dressed like Christina Aguilera at first, she's like, well, haven't you heard the early aughts are back talking about the early two thousands. And I'm like, ah, I see what you did there. They're back because Hillary and Josh are back on TV. And then what do you think about her pink sparkly party dress? Because outside of there being a birthday party or it being her birthday, I wouldn't have loved that. But because it was her birthday party. I really liked the pink dress they had her in. It was just given very last minute. That's all stuff we could find in the pivot of this party. The comedic effect of the dress was just, it was, it was very funny to me. And I love at the end when they, they're up on the roof and she and Josh or Sophie and Drew are singing Dirty by Christina. Ugh, it was so good. I like how that's, what, two times now that Hillary's song on the show? Mm-hmm, yep. And I know we haven't talked a lot about the other characters, but I also appreciate that in this episode, we got sort of a sibling bond moment with Jesse and Ellen because we find out that, like, their characters, you know, Ellen was adopted and their characters grew up with divorced parents and weren't they didn't even live together. So I appreciated that. 
Okay, episode five, The Good Mom. This is when Sophie's mom visits, and at first she pretends she's dating a younger guy. And, okay, the mom is played by Paget Brewster, who I mentioned as Lori from Criminal Minds. She starred on that show. The guy, the young guy she's dating, or supposedly... Mason Gooding from Love, Victor. I was so happy to see him on this show. I remember texting you like, oh my gosh, it's Mason. I like this episode. I know you do. And it wasn't my favorite at all. I think this was my least favorite. Ugh. Why? I didn't love the mom. And I know that there was supposed to be this whole thing with like Sophie really ending her cycle of of fixing the mom. And, And that's what happened by the end. I don't know. And wasn't this the one where Ellen... Like, the grandma died and she was hitting on the granddaughter. I didn't care for that storyline. I just didn't like this one. I think I enjoy this episode simply because we saw what kind of mom she was. Now, did they have a messed up relationship? Yes. Was the mom perfect? No. But I found it touching because I said, okay, this is why Sophie is who she is. And instead of just talking about it, like they did on Younger, they just talked about it. We see it. And we see how she's moving past the hurt because she now has to focus on herself and not worry about fixing somebody else's problem. That's why I love the episode. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Also, can I just say note? I want to meet Sophie's dad. Yeah, there's potential there. Also, I'm I'm very curious about if there's going to be any sort of relation to any of the characters in the other series. We know her last name is Tompkins, but I didn't see anything online about how that could have a connection. Um, Okay, episode six is called Stacy. And in this episode, Sophie learns about Drew's ex, and she just cannot focus while she's on a couple's retreat with uh, it's Drew, Sophie, and then Sid and Hannah. And yeah, this episode I liked, but this was one where, back to the whole thing I was saying about Drew and Sophie, I'm not seeing much of a sexual chemistry there. And I think it's just because these are the two stars that I grew up with as kids. And maybe that was it. Maybe I just couldn't get past that. And and this was where they had that line, that bit with Sophie and Valentina, where she's like, I am sex. And then... Sophie has to scream it. And it was almost a little uncomfortable for Sophie and uncomfortable for me, even though for me, I'm so in this mindset of like, Hillary is a grown woman now. But for whatever reason, it was a little like uncomfortable. This episode was and for me. Like in real life, and I know this is a weird critique, would somebody be going this crazy over Josh Peck? Oh, no. <laughs> Just like, no, okay, no, 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 no. no let, me, let me rerun. Okay. I care to like Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. But, but remember, she was like really turned on by him being so mature. So I don't know. Yeah, for me, it was just like the character, not not Josh Pegg. Right, right. I did note that in this episode, Sophie had on the outfit that we see in the How I Met Your Father poster. So um, plaid button down with the mustard pants. That is this episode at the very beginning. And then Margot Harshman plays a character named Mia. And Margot is uh, from Even Stevens, Tawny from Even Stevens. And you texted me that. I didn't even recognize her. And so we got another like childhood star or someone we recognize from a childhood, a show from our childhood in this episode. Hillary's going to get them all there. Hillary's going to call up all the girls. I mean, when Lindsay Lohan guest stars on this show. Can her and Hillary just be rivals over some guy? Like, let's just make it happen. Oh my gosh. Let's not even like sugarcoat it. Let's go there. Oh, do want to mention that Sid and Sophie had a great moment in this episode. And that was the first time that we kind of saw the two of them together and kind of alluding to like, oh, well, maybe he could be the father because they... I'm saving all my thoughts for your upcoming question on how I feel about this. I'm just going to save it, okay? Okay, okay. Yeah, because we're going to talk about who we want the father to be and who the father might be and all that. All right. Episode seven, this one was called Rivka Rebel. And this is when Sophie gets to take photos of an influencer's bat mitzvah. She's the daughter. The influencer is the daughter of a gallery owner. So if Sophie does a good job taking these photos, the gallery owner is going to look at Sophie's portfolio and potentially put her artwork in her gallery. So 
that's kind of what was going on. And this is the episode where we found out her last name was Tompkins. I didn't really love this one. It was kind of silly for me, especially the storyline for Jesse and Sid, where they're at their apartment and pigeons are getting inside and they're painting pigeons on their faces. Like they're doing face paintings. Ugh, did not care for any of that. But the Sophie stuff was kind of fun. We're not going to spend too much time on this episode. No, we're not. It is a good setup to um, what happens later in the show. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. We can move on. Yeah, we definitely can. Okay, episode eight, the perfect shot. So following up, Sophie, everything worked out at that party in the end. But Sophie works to get the perfect shot for the gallery. And she's going to try to get this photo to go in this gallery. And when she's doing it, she's like taking a photo of this old couple. She's trying to lean over a railing and she falls and breaks her tooth. Oh my goodness. This is the one where you texted me and said Sophie McGuire, but also Hillary Duff, because we know our queen has had so many mishaps with her teeth falling out over the years and getting chipped. You didn't lie. You didn't lie at all. This episode was so good, and I just got so many Lizzie McGuire flashbacks in the best way possible because of the physical comedy that Hillary was doing over and over and over and over again. I'm like, the writers on these last three episodes was like punching the fans in the face for how much slayage they were giving us. Yeah, I want to see more of that. Like, give me more. Use that to your advantage. And I think that they will do that in season two because Hillary is so good at the physical stuff. So they should really go f- for more of that. Um, but what ends up happening here is that Sophie and Jesse spend the day together because he takes her to the dentist and it's a whole thing. But they talk about their dreams as artists because Jesse, he is a musician and his songwriting partner and ex-girlfriend is played by Leighton Meester. And there was a viral video. He was the performer proposal fail guy. We didn't talk too much about that. But anyway, they talk about their dreams as artists. And Sophie realizes that, you know, Jesse, he appreciates dreaming big and following your dreams. And Sophie and Jesse, their chemistry has been building as the show has gone on. I think in the second episode, we find out that they, you know, have the same comfort song. And even in the first episode, when she got out of his Uber, Sid was like, you like her and all this. So that was building up to this. And then now that they have spent this day together and had a moment, it all leads up to a big kiss at the end of this episode, uh, which was so good. I could not, like, I was clapping by the end. But I should say first that Drew kind of drops the ball a little bit. And he, he makes Sophie feel like he doesn't really care about her dreams and that he doesn't believe in her. It, it, it's not super dramatic like that. But he makes her feel that way. And so then she goes back to Jesse and they kiss. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is happening. And and this is also the episode where Meredith, Jesse's ex, comes back, played by Leighton Meester. And now we are setting up a love triangle, which I love. I love a love triangle. I do too. Okay, so that was episode eight, my favorite episode. And then episode nine is J Street. And this is when Meredith is back. And in, the, in episode eight, she didn't see Jesse yet. But now... Jesse goes to talk to her because she has a new song out called J Street. J meaning Jesse, and she's kind of talking about missing him in the song. And so now there's this question of like, oh no, are Jesse and Meredith going to get back together right after Sophie and Jesse finally kissed? And then Sophie goes to break up with Drew. So the episode, Jesse and Meredith are having a thing, and then Sophie is breaking up with Drew. She has to meet Drew's parents. It's a whole thing. But I really liked this episode. I do too. So this is the episode that leaked early, remember? Oh yeah, it like dropped on Hulu on a Friday or something. You sent me a text, Avery. The episode nine is that early and I was halfway asleep at six o'clock AM. But um, this episode was so good. And I was like, at first I was kind of lost, but was this, this had the, um, the couple with the boat in it, right? Yeah, I think this is where we got introduced to the couple with the boat. So future Sophie, Kim Cottrell, is telling the son the story of how, you know, she met his father. And she just randomly starts talking about this captain and his wife who they're getting a divorce. And it's like boats, boats, boats. I knew that had to be something with the original. And it was. But I didn't know. Right. So anyway, this episode, this is a good one. The whole time you're wondering, is this going to work out? Like, should Sophie really break up with Drew? Because it seems like Jesse 
and Meredith are are working out, and he's going to take her back. Uh, but at the end, Sophie is supposed to have a date with Jesse, and she goes to sit down at the restaurant. Yeah, then it's left on a cliffhanger for the last episode for the finale to find out if he shows up. And he does. He is not getting back with Meredith. And then Sophie and Jesse hook up. But episode 10 is called Timing is Everything. And after Jesse and Sophie hook up, she hears him say in his sleep that he loves her or something like that. I love you. And it just really overwhelms her. She's not ready for that. And so that's what the whole episode is about. She tells him that she's kind of uncomfortable with that idea, but he didn't seem so uncomfortable with that idea. So a little bit of a conflict there. She winds up getting advice from Robin from How I Met Your Mother. So she goes back to the bar. Yeah, she goes back to the bar from How I Met Your Mother, and Robin is in there, who's played by Kobe Smulders. I was really surprised by this. I was not expecting her. I was expecting the guy who played Ted Mosby to be in this. Josh Radner? Josh Radner, yeah. I was expecting him to be the How I Met Your Mother guest star because I knew that was going to happen I knew there had to be an appearance and how great was it to see Hillary with Kobe like I loved that because did you see what Kobe posted on Instagram stories she said I love you Hillary Dush I love that and she's like a big Marvel star now yes so that was great it was great this is the line or this is the advice that Robin gives Sophie which is just that timing is everything because Sophie really just told her all about this relationship with Jesse and all her problems and then she goes back to Jesse, and by the time she gets back up there, Meredith is up there and at his apartment, and now they're back together, I guess, or that's what we're led to think, and then Sophie walks away. And so the episode ends with Sophie being at the gallery where her photo is about to be displayed. The whole friend group is there except for Jesse. And going back to the whole captain and the boats thing, again, we don't know what this is about. If you were a fan of the original series, you know those characters. But it turns out that the captain, he has a boat in Australia, and now his ex-wife, in the divorce, she's getting the boats and she's going to sink them. And I guess when she sinks one of those boats, that was the boat that Ian was on for his marine biology research trip or whatever. So... Ian shows up at the gallery, and that is how the episode ends, and I loved it. I loved it. It was, oh, It was full circle. It was clever. It was great. A great way to end the first season. Right. Now that we've kind of talked through all the episodes, we've been putting off this question, but who do you think the father is? But also, who do you want the father to be? I either, okay, Ian or see it. Because I know the fandom on Twitter is like, Jesse, that's such a boring choice to me. Like, so predictable. It's too obvious, yeah. I'm kind of on board for Ian, honestly. Like, I think Ian and Sophie have the most, going back to what I was saying about sexual chemistry, like, I have that with them. But the Sid and Sophie chemistry is there, too, from that one episode. I heard one interview or read one interview where Hillary was saying that she didn't want Sophie to, like, cross the line with her girlfriends of dating their exes. And that's interesting. Like, how is she going to date Sid or how is she going to date Charlie? Because you would imagine or you would think that at some point, since they presented those characters as being potential, the potential dad, we will see Sophie get with him at some point. So it's a lot of question mark. And honestly, for most of the series, I didn't care about the father. I That was something that I kept thinking as the first few episodes were coming out, I was like, I just don't care about who the father is or who Sophie's going to be with. I really think that Sid or Ian would be the ideal, not obvious one. Or someone new comes in. I don't want them to add too many new possibilities. You know, we got Drew and that was kind of like, oh, it might not be one of the guys that we met in the first episode. It might be someone new. Don't do that too many times. I'm like, can we not keep going back to the first night they met? Can we not? We could do it maybe like one more time and I'd be okay with it. If a great guest star wanted to come on and do an arc or something. But other than that, no, we can't do that a million times. Expectations for season two. I think we've talked about how we really want them to step it up with the writing and really use Hillary's physical comedy to their advantage. What are some of your other expectations for season two? I want to know how Sophie and Valentina met. Mm. And I want to know what happened that one Halloween that they brought up in season one. Oh, yeah. We got to find out about that. Yeah. 
I also have to prepare myself for the fact that coming into season two, like we're still going to get many episodic episodes, meaning, you know, not every episode is going to be about this overarching story of like, who's Sophie dating or who's the father? That's not going to happen every time. I've even read where the writers said that wasn't going to happen every time. So I have to brace myself for that. But I do prefer the episodes that are a little more serial. Another thing I wanted to talk about as we wrap up here, you know, do you think that this show was the right move for Hillary's career? Most definitely. Most definitely. I hate to say this, but Hillary doing How I Met Your Mother was a bigger career move than her doing She's gotten more press off the one season of How I Met Your Mother. Father. Yeah, How I Met Your Father, sorry. Than all the seasons of Younger combined. I know. And it's so strange to me that that is the case, but it's it's true. And I think it goes back to what I was saying at the top of the show, where it's like, Younger was this hidden gem. Millennials weren't the exact target audience for it. And Hillary was not the lead. But here she is back in a show that is for the same generation that watched Lizzie McGuire. And really, this is like, I think this might be the first sitcom for millennials. You know, like, because in the 90s, and they had Friends, and then 2000s, shows like How I Met Your Father, Big Bang Theory. But we haven't had a show where it's been about millennials that's that classic sitcom. And so that that's this. And who better to play the lead than millennial icon herself, Hillary Duff. And we we know roles like Sophie, she plays them so well. And that's the kind of role that people love, like people love to see her in this kind of character. Even in the reviews to where the critics did not like the show, they still gave Hillary positive notices for her acting. Yep. Yeah. I do think that How I Met Your Father, because we didn't get the Lizzie reboot, it was what she needed to do because she needed something. Like coming off that cancellation of the Lizzie reboot, it's like, well, what's she going to do next? And obviously people wanted the Lizzie reboot. I mean, the online reaction for when it was announced was huge. And then when it was canceled was equally as, you know, people were equally as vocal about their thoughts on it. Um, I feel like as a Hillary fan, she spent so much time trying to get out of the Lizzie bubble that I don't really want to see her go back in that bubble. I'm still pissed that she has not been able to show all of her acting ability. Oh, yeah. We know she has. Now, I don't know if that's because they're not giving her the roles or she's not going into auditions for the roles or whatever the case might be. I'm still pissed she has not been given the chance to show all of her true colors as an actress. I think that, you know, no, this doesn't satisfy me in terms of how I was you know, looking forward to the Lizzie McGuire reboot. I was so excited for that. And you were talking about Hillary trying to get away from that for so long. And that's how I felt about it, too, for a little while. Like, whenever the reboots all started happening, I was like, please don't do Lizzie McGuire. One reason being, I don't want them to ever ruin my favorite show. Two, Hillary has got to get past Lizzie McGuire. But I think what happened was Hillary got excited creatively about what they were going to do with the Lizzie McGuire reboot. And... I know there was a whole thing with Disney Plus and their branding and how maybe when they were developing Lizzie, the Lizzie reboot, because Disney Plus was not established, they weren't sure that it was going to be all for families and kids, but then it was and they couldn't do it and blah, blah, blah. Like, I get all that. And I, and I was on board for what they were going to do. And uh, it's upsetting that they didn't let her. And I think there was a lot of misogyny uh, in that decision of not letting this woman be a 30-year-old and figuring out even though it couldn't go on Disney Plus, because they announced this and because they promised it to the fans, you know, they could have figured out where that show needed to go, whether it be Hulu or Freeform or or what have you. You know, it's so annoying that I still think about it, but I do. And even seeing her like at that red carpet, it wasn't really a red carpet, but that uh, for your consideration event for How I Met Your Father, you know, it it just felt like, well, she should have been on the red carpet for Lizzie. Like, that's how it felt seeing those pictures. And I, and it would have been a much bigger scale. And it would have been, yes, she's the, the lead of this show. But, man, she would have really been the star of Lizzie McGuire. I feel like it's going to come back around. I do, too. I think I have this feeling that, like, something is good. We're going to get something. But the thing is, will it be too late by then? I know. That's the other frustrating thing. It's like when Lizzie's 40, like she might have kids by then. And we just didn't really want that. I think they could do it. I think they could do it now and do, you know, I've thought about they could do a movie and 
it could focus on one story. You know, in the first Lizzie McGuire movie, she went to Rome. There could be some sort of adventure that Lizzie goes on as an adult like that or something similar. We wouldn't get to explore her adventures or her stories so much as a movie, but I don't know. I think it's going to come back around. I'm positive. I know. I feel it because we're too passionate about it. And what it was, oh, her line that I know a publicist gave her, she was like, well, it's not dead, but it's not alive. I was like, Hillary, okay. So that's her go to we'll line see. now. That's her go to line. That's what I'm going to start saying about my love life. It's not dead, but it's <laughs> kind of alive. Yep. I think I said all I want to say about that. All right. What do we want to see next from Hillary? I definitely want to see her do some movies in between How I Met Your Father. And of course, I want music. Do we want a standalone single first, or do we want a single and then an album? How, how, what, what should she do? What should she do? I mean, I'm good with a single, and then the album can come later, or multiple singles, honestly, because now we're just not in that album world anymore. I mean, I'm good if she puts out some fire singles, and then eventually an album. And then, yeah, I want to see some dramatic movies. There are so many movies that I watch all the time, and I'm like, Hillary could have been in this movie, because... Eventually, I want to see Hillary do something different, play a different character, get taken seriously. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm good on uh, everything. You just, I don't, I'm done with the brand deals. It's time for her to really focus on her arts. Yeah, yeah. Did we ever even talk about how SNL gave Hillary two shout-outs this season? No. Can she host? Do you think she would be a good host? Oh, could Hillary host SNL? Um, I don't know. I think she could show a different side of her comedic talent. Clearly the writers love her. Someone in the writing room loves her. You have to realize the people who are probably writing for the show now grew up with her. I know. But I think it's time for her to get out there. I want to see her at the high fashion events again. Yeah. Go to the Met Gala, Hillary. Yes. I want to see her do stuff she's never done in her career. I'll tell you what I don't want to see. And this is kind of mean, but like... Mm, are we good on kids, Hillary and Matt? Are we good? Because, like, I think the fandom, if Hillary announced another pregnancy, I think the fandom, we would all be like, no, no. Happy for you, Hillary. Happy you've got the family, but come on. I don't want her to have any more kids, but I feel like... I think she will. She most definitely will, and I would want to shoot myself in the head because that's <laughs> time she's taken off from work. I know. We're horrible. I'm calling this the finale episode. Until season two. Well, I don't know. Because I feel like there's a a beginning and an end to projects. And this, to me, just feels like the right time to end it. Your finale is going to be when Hillary comes on the show. I would like to think that, yes. But I'm calling this the finale for now. If Hillary comes on the show, we will, of course, change that. And if something happens with Lizzie, and if something happens with music, I got to come back for that, right? You better. Well, I have something to say. I am so proud of you and all the work that you put into this podcast because you know the Team Duff is a very small but uh, passionate community. And the work that you've been able to do with the podcast, and I mean, you got the director of Lizzie McGuire movie on here. Who else did you get? The director of The Perfect Man, right? Yeah, and, and Cinderella Story, yeah. You've done so much hard work and so much research and so much time because we recorded those episodes at the end of 2019. Of course, the pandemic happened. And you could have easily folded with the podcast and not continued to go on. But you still went on. You still, you know, put out top-tier quality episodes. And who, who else but you could have done this podcast? So I just want to take the time to give you your flowers because you deserve them. Because you worked really hard on this podcast and putting everything together, getting incredible guests, and we're going to try our best to get Hillary on this show so she can see and hear from somebody who truly knows her catalog and film and TV and the music, somebody who's been with her from the very beginning. She needs to hear about how much she means to people because, according to Hillary, a very small group of people like no bitch being into people worldwide <laughs> like your music and we do not care we you know that she needs to hear how much she means to people i mean she knows because she said it my fans have stuck with me through bad projects yeah girl we have and it's okay yeah. but um 
I wanted to give you your flowers because you deserve them and because you put on an amazing podcast. And this podcast has done numbers. And I'm excited that uh, you chose me to be your next to final guest because we're going to try to get Hillary on here. Yes. Well, I appreciate that. I will leave all that in there because it was very kind of you to say. And yeah, I just wanted this to be a podcast where I got to reminisce on so many nostalgic movies and albums and talk to fellow fans, but also just my friends who are Hillary fans and that I have this automatic chemistry with. But I will say like one of the best parts has been connecting with Hillary fans around the world. And I was already connected with some, but, and I knew you, but like, we didn't know each other. Like we know each other now. We're testing um, buddies now. We got our thing. Hopefully one day we can meet at a Hillary show when she eventually goes back on tour when we're like 50. Oh, <laughs> we're going to rock out and sing songs from like 2003 when we were like, when I was like 12. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm going to have some final words and final thoughts, but, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for our, How I Met Your Father episode. And so, Avery Harris, thanks again for being on Duff Enough, as always. Thank you so much for having me. I love Team Duff. Uh, Make sure you follow Hillary News on Instagram. And just shout out to all the Hillary fans, because most of us have been in this game deep for like 20 plus years. And we just keep supporting Hillary no matter what. And that's how it should be. Yep. Team Duff. All right, well, it's time for me to share my final thoughts before signing off from Deaf Enough. Again, I'm calling this the finale, but I'm leaving the door open. If Hillary wants to come on, if something happens with Lizzie or with new music, I'll reevaluate. So why am I ending the podcast? Well, I do think projects like this have a beginning and an ending. Just like how TV shows come to an end, all good things come to an end. This feels right because I accomplished what I set out to do, which was revisit the highlights of Hillary's career. We recapped her movies, her albums, her TV shows, every episode of Lizzie McGuire. And one thing I was careful about was not dating the episodes. So with the exception of like the first episode and a couple of others, there's really no mention of the Lizzie McGuire reboot. That first episode certainly didn't age well with me, you know, talking about my experience of being at the D23 Expo when Hillary announced that she was coming back as Lizzie. Despite what happened, I do love that episode, and I love that I got to share that story before everything kind of crashed and burned. Still the best day of my life. I thoroughly enjoyed revisiting all of Hillary's work and fine-tuning my research and my knowledge about her. I loved recording the episodes with my friends and with fellow Hillary fans. I didn't always love editing them, which explains why it took so long to release new episodes sometimes, but that was my choice to edit the podcasts and make them as high quality as I could. I think in the long run, it was worth it because I hope fans will be able to go back and listen to these episodes for many years to come. Deaf Enough has honestly been a lot of work, and there were times I questioned if I could finish it, but I'm so glad I did, and I'm so proud of it. I hope it gives you all the feels of nostalgia. I hope it makes you laugh and makes you want to join in on the conversations The best part of this experience over the past two years now has been connecting with Hillary fans around the world. And you know who you are. I've made so many new internet friends who I get to talk to about Hillary with. I cannot thank Team Duff enough for supporting this podcast and sending so many nice messages about it. Also, thank you to all of my guests and my friends who've been on. It means a lot to me that people trust me as a content creator to want to be a part of my work and want to take the time to watch movies and episodes that we we talked about. I know, like so many of you who are listening, Hillary is a huge part of my life. I've basically made her my personality at this point, but it's very genuine, and it always has been. I still get just as excited about anything new from Hillary as I did 10 or 20 years ago. With that being said, I just want to thank her. She has been an inspiration for me and a comforting figure in my life since the beginning of Lizzie McGuire. 
And I get asked sometimes, what is it about her? Why did I connect with her? And the obvious answer is her relatability. But who knows? There were plenty of other stars when I was a kid who I could have connected with in that way. But I'm so thankful it's Hillary. She's like a friend in my head, but also someone who I look up to. I've spent the past 20 plus years being one of her biggest fans. And so Duff Enough is like a love letter and something I want to dedicate to her. So Hillary, if you're listening, thank you for everything. And I hope one day I get to thank you in person. Even though the podcast is ending, I can't wait to see what's next for us, Team Duff. I'll still be active on the Duff Enough socials and talking to fans. So it's not really over. This isn't goodbye. And I know you're going to hear me say it like always in the outro, but gotta end by saying that this experience has been what dreams are made of. So from Wit with Love, Team Duff, love you so much. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. <laughs>